0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahneman.
1: Thanks for tuning in, thanks for thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahneman on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, Ryan Bencourt's back with us. Ryan, I'm so glad you're back on the ContenderCast.
0: Justin, thank you so much for having me back.
1: It's only been a couple of weeks. Like I'm, I, I was so excited when we talked the last time because you were rolling out your new dog food um, and your new company, Wild Earth Think, and we talked a lot about that and we learned a lot about pet food, not just dog food. And uh, I was so fascinated by our conversation. At the end, you told me you had a book coming out, and voila, we have a book that's here. And so I thought it'd be fun for us to get back together. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds <laughs> I great. love
1: it. So for those that haven't um, met Ryan or know Ryan, you've probably seen him all over the the morning shows and whatnot with his new company, Wilder Think. It's amazing. Um I, in fact, right after our last interview the next morning, I turned on CNBC and there you were like eating dog food. Like in a bowl. Yep.
0: Ryan. Yep. A whole bowl <laughs> of dog food. Well, actually I ate I actually six bowls of dog food during the filming of that commercial. Oh my gosh! Three days worth
1: of dog food. (laughs) Three days worth of dog food. Oh my gosh! That's crazy. Uh, In one city. Yeah, it's hilarious. If you you guys um, haven't heard the first or part one of this podcast, hit pause, go back, check it out. Uh, Go Google (laughs) that commercial. It's out there. You'll find it. It's pretty awesome. But um. Ryan, let's do this. For those that maybe don't know you or hadn't listened to part one yet, why don't we just share a little bit of your background and then about Wild Earth and the company and and what you guys are doing?
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, should I kind of get us started? So, so, so um, I started Wild Earth about two years ago, had really a vision about making better pet food for uh, all of our pets, starting with dogs. Um, and so, you know, as a longtime animal lover, I grew up, uh, with, with all sorts of pets, dogs in particular, but, but all sorts of pets, um, the more that I fed my pets, um, you know, kind of conventional dog food, the more I wondered like, what, what exactly is in here? And the more <laughs> I started to look into it, <laughs> I realized it was not what I thought
1: oh, it was. <laughs> no, and, I and, and
0: by the way, I remember when I was younger eating some of these things, like sometimes uh. I would eat. You know, some dog kibble—it smells some, you know, good. Some of it, yeah. Smells good. It's like, it's like, well, maybe you know, maybe it's fine. And and I'm like, oh my god! As as a as a kid, I ate this stuff, um, and and you know, it's just really horrible. And so so Wild Earth was really a mission, uh, to make better dog food, uh, for for all of our dogs. Um, we are a um a plant based dog food. we we're, we're high protein, but plant based. So it's nothing but good proteins in there. Um, There was a little bit of a a kind of stigma to overcome that uh, a lot of, you know, there was a little bit of confusion around, you know, what can dogs eat? What are dogs able to eat? And dogs are omnivores um, and they can survive and thrive on a plant based diet, too. It's a really clean diet. Um, It's not just about it being clean, but it's also about uh, the protein source being a great protein source. So unlike human food, where um, the FDA regulates it, you have to have a certain kind of level of standard. animal uh, food products especially pet food products have some 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 pretty gross, um, uh, pro, like protein sources that go into them. And so, you know, we can talk about some of that, but that oh, was yes. really my aim to revolutionize this.
1: Sadly, we are going to talk about that again yeah.
0: <laughs> on yep. today's yep. podcast because a lot <laughs> yeah. of it's covered
1: in your new book. Um, yeah. For those who don't know wild earth, amazing company. And I love this tagline. You're kind of focused on the clean pet food revolution, which is awesome. In fact, that's the name of the new book, right? Clean, the clean pet food revolution, how better pet food will change the world. Um, and yeah, on the first, on part one of this, we talked a lot about what kind of goes into dog food and animal pet foods and whatnot. And you guys would be amazed to find out some of that. And we'll cover some of that today. But our uh, roadmap today is we're, g- we're going to walk through the book, talk through some of what's current state of the pet food market, and then what Ryan and his team are doing uh, to make it better and why it makes not only animals better, but the um, the overall environment better. So it's a pretty great conversation we're going to have. But So Ryan, I, I, I did some homework. So I was looking at the market. What thirty billion dollars goes into feeding dogs and cats in the U.S., right? And then in the U.K., about five hundred and twenty million. There's a, it's a three billion dollar market. I mean, this it just—it's just amazing it's a think about the, the yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, um, the global the global
0: market is like ninety billion dollars I and mean, growing rapidly. Wow. Um, and uh, in terms of meat consumption. Uh, in the US alone uh dogs and cats account for about 25 to 30% of our the meat we consume
1: of the meat we all consume like yes. everyone hold on for a second yeah. the meat that every everyone and animals consume pets yeah. eat 25% that's amazing yeah
0: it's it's ama- it's, it, it's like it's a mind boggling number i looked at that and i was like this can't be right um and the more research i did i was like it, it is right and i'm like what? Well, Okay.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Maybe here's a problem so, that I can solve. That's yeah, what's cool exactly. about this actually you think it about really it from a company. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well let's let's dive into unfortunately the sad part of what goes into our pet food today and the implications of that. But you know, for most that are listening, they don't know the chemicals, the hormones, the antibiotics, the the pieces of other animals ugh, that goes into this and there's no oversight talk a little bit about kind of what goes into pet food today um, and th- what the challenges are with that
0: yeah so I think I think you know it's really important to talk about conventional pet food right and so the animal proteins that go in from conven- conventional pet food these are n- typically non-human grade meat products and and what that means is uh, the industry has a term called 4ds it's dead disabled dying, um uh, and, and like diseased animals, and so you know the cow that
1: that's that real. There's a really, that's something yeah, called it's 4D. A real thing. Oh
0: gosh, it's a it 4D or 4Ds. So the cow that collapses in the field for unknown causes and dies, you can't put that into human food. You can put it into pet food, and so so you know. Honestly, this shocked me when I found this out. I was like, "How is that even allowed? How is this legal?" um and it it it's it just it it is what it is like it's allowed for pet food um and and that kind of started me off on this mission where it's like we, you know we care so much about the animals that we look after whether you have a dog or you have a cat um and yet what are we feeding them we're we're essentially feeding them um really food supply insecure animal proteins like these are animal proteins that in some cases are actually really not safe and have in the past killed animals um and, and it's just like it's, it's just shocking. Um, and so, you know, I think most pet parents just don't realize that that's the case. Um, they, they think that the food that they feed their animals is safe. Um, and, and our focus was by making a plant based pet food, starting with our, our vision is, you know, we're really a future food company. Um, so with Wild Earth, uh, that was really the vision. Really, it's like replacing even one day the meat, by growing lab-grown meat. So this is called clean meat or cell-based meat, um, but starting first with plant-based and then moving into cleaner and cleaner alternative proteins.
1: Well, and in the book, you cover all kinds of different animals, chickens coming I in mean, and whatnot. It's not just dogs and cats. And, and you talk about just the state of the industry which is uh i have to say a tough read and i mean but so eye-opening for those that you know really passionate about this space you're going to really enjoy this book and and one of the things that sets up though is the whole opportunity to maybe look at a a new and different way of thinking about um plant-powered pet foods and whatnot
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean i think i think there's literally a massive opportunity um to to really re-envision envision not just um the future of food for humans, but the future of food for our pets as well. So I, I view future of food in a com- very combined way. I think we all want better, more sustainable, healthier food, and so that's really the vision behind this book. Is really to share the vision, um, not just for us but for our pets as well.
1: I love that. Well, and one of the things you talk about is just the limited oversight in the space. Unlike in the U.S., you know, human food market. Why? Why is that the case? Why isn't there as much? Um, I'd say, why aren't the guardrails there? I'd say in the uh, U.S. pet food industry. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, so so the pet food industry and the meat industry in general uh, typically is tend to say when 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 they you know when you ask them about this, it's like, well, we we need somewhere to put you know the rotten meats, the the bad meats, the contaminants. We need somewhere to put it because otherwise we'll be losing money. And so you know, it just does not strike me as the right way to think about how do we feed and nourish our pets. By, by, by having that type of response. You know, the, the, basically, it's a cheap way of getting rid of meats that are not human grade or suitable for humans. Um, and and, and that's, that's, that's really where this started off. At first, it was a fairly innocent process. A lot of people think, oh, you know, a butcher is slicing up an animal and the bits that humans don't buy, that the, the prime cuts go to go to our dogs and go to our cats. That was that was maybe the case in the 1960s. Um,
1: <laughs> no longer. Know, that's no
0: longer the case. I mean, oh. you know, when people are like, "Do you know what's actually?" You know, "Do you know what's actually in that?" When it says, "You know, chicken byproduct," do you really know what that is? It's not chicken. It could be beaks and feathers that oh. are mechanically and enzymically processed. Oh. Right? It just. It it's, blows people's minds. <laughs> they're like, wait a minute, what?
1: <laughs> Doesn't this make your product easy to sell? I mean, it really when does. you read the it, first couple of chapters of this book, it, it, it's like, it, I'm no longer buying that stuff. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, you know,
0: I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this going, wait a minute. The Clean Pet Food Revolution, a book about pet food. I know. That's not, guys, not exciting. Um, but but the thing is it, you know it, w- the depth that we dive into I think it'll be really interesting and refreshing and just a <laughs> lot of new information for people and, and and you know people who care about their pets that's right um, and where food is going I think there's gonna be a lot of um, a lot of new insights for them in this book.
1: <laughs> I would say so yeah, yeah. some really cool chapters who like who. Are we feeding our pets? Yes, four legs, good. Exactly. Four legs, bad. Oh my gosh! You guys need to dive into this. Okay, but let's talk about. On the last podcast, we talked about how you decided to start the company and got that rolling, got off the ground, developed a new product, etc. So, share with our audience what goes into your food that's different, and then we'll talk about some of the other nuances.
0: Yeah. So one of one of the one of the big ideas um, uh, that I would say kind of led led me to this point was realizing that actually there was a way of making really great high protein. Uh, clean plant-based products and so that was really uh, fusing uh, fungi-based or mushroom-based products so we, we actually use yeast and koji which are fungi um, uh, to, to make high protein plant-based products so we actually have the koji the yeast and the um the different types of, of plant-based proteins we mix them all together to make a high protein food um as you know they're very clean sources of protein versus some of the animal-based proteins which you know there's been all sorts of really weird stuff that have been found in them so euthanasia drug uh, these are actually drugs that are used to to, to euthanize to kill animals um uh to put them down so when you go to the vet it's it's what gets injected into your dog Let's say your dog has as an illness um it, it, it's really kind of shocking that that's been found in their food um uh plastics uh some cases uh especially with some of the Kind of the the raw meats and things like that. Salmonella has Ugh. been found. Ugh. You know, listeria. You know, there's there's it's just, just
1: all a whole sounding bunch of really so bad
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bunch of bad stuff. So we wanted to t- get get all of that bad stuff out. We knew we could make a great product that was high protein but plant based and really clean. And so that was really our our focus.
1: Yeah, I love that. And and then you actually even talk about this whole idea of potentially leveraging even insects. Insect, mm-hmm, protein, mm-hmm. pet food? Yep. I mean, yep, more legs, less guilt. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so that's a new trend. You know, I, I personally <laughs> am not a big fan of the insects. No, like, I, I personally don't either. eat insects. Um, you know, some might fall into my bread and whatever else. I just don't really want to know about it. You
1: know, I was um, in Thailand and they did have like, you know, cockroaches and crickets and grasshoppers like you could eat. I know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I do know. That's yeah, no, and it's, it's, I, big, in but, it's yeah. big
0: in Asia. It's big in Asia. And they're definitely, I mean, there are definitely some cultures that really love, like, a nice big juicy insect. Ugh. Um, Ugh. And, and so, <laughs> I'm, not a, I, I, I'm not a fan. I apologize to all those that are fans. Right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of insects. Um, but, you know, it's become a big trend. And so, um, you know, that's not something that Wild Earth does. We, we're we not really an insight company, but we do see that this is, you know, if you're really focused on sustainability, um, it is a more sustainable option. Um, and so there have been a couple of company, companies that have come out actually in pet food that are using um, like a lot of them are using like cricket proteins or mealworms. And they're putting that as an alternative to, you know, some of these. Some of, some, some of these meats and animal-based proteins that have a lot of like issues, so um, which, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, and I wanted, as I was going through this and thinking back on our last conversation, I, I was wondering why haven't more companies adopted this? Like, why are, is it just because it's easier and cheaper and just, you know, kind of status quo to stick with what's the current state? Or like, why haven't other pet food companies already per- pursued this?
0: I think so. I think so. And I think what's happened was that Um, you know, there, there were, there've been a couple of challenges within the space that, you know, if you look at the pet food industry, um, there's, there's a lot of, there are a lot of different brands. I mean, there's like hundreds of different brands, but if you look at the base of the pet food industry, how those foods are made, it's like, well, you have a little bit more lamb here, a little, little more chicken here, um, a little more sweet potato there. The raw ingredients that go into the system are still pretty much the same. It's just slightly different recipes. And, you know, for us. We really came at it from a very different perspective. We were like, we want high protein, plant-based proteins. And so we had to really go back to the drawing board. So there was, there was actually a lot of work. It actually took us really about two years to launch our product to make sure we had a great product um, because we had to even things like, you know, do dogs like the food? That's right. really well they, right? well, they eat it. Right? they eat it. So, so we had to do you know cruelty free testing. <laughs> right, so we kind I of saw that
1: to, in the book too, yeah,
0: yeah, so we had to kind of reinvent the way that we test a lot of. A lot of pet parents don't know that many of these conventional pet food companies actually test new formulations of the dog food on on lab dogs, like beagles that are in labs that are tested on, live their whole lives there. it's 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 it's, it's pretty terrible, especially if you love dogs, you love cats. Um, and you know these are lab- based animals. they don't get to live. A great life and so we had to, to kind of reinvent how we we do things so so it was it's it, it's tough um, kind of leading things on in terms of reinvention but what we think is gonna happen and I personally think is gonna happen is that now that we're, we're basically making it very clear that you know dogs can survive and thrive on a plant-based diet there are other alternatives coming for for both dogs and cats I think we're gonna see a lot more of this in the future so I think the next couple of years, the same transformation we've seen in kind of healthier alternative proteins for humans, we're going to see that happening uh, for pets as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, and like I said earlier, as you read this book, you'll you'll get this entire story, which is incredible. And <laughs> your eyes will be opened about other animals and how they're treated and makes you think about a lot of things. Um I think this is really cool. So now, how does this set up, and and where does this book play a role with your overall company? Is it kind of helping to get the backstory and message out about your product and whatnot? Is that how you're thinking about For this? For sure,
0: book? yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, honestly it was just such it, it was it was such a big it's such a big message that. You know, food is being transformed already. Human food is being transformed, um, and pet food is only just. Pet food tends to to trail human trends about three to five years, as we've seen. I mean, you know, with Beyond Meat's IPO, was the, sure. the most successful IPO in twenty years. Things like that, and, we, we, and by the way, we've seen insects in you know in human food products as well. So, so we're seeing those trends, and so I personally think, um, and so do my co-authors, that. That it's going to be really transformative in the pet food space, and so we really wanted to explain to people what what's coming next. Because some of it is pretty easy to understand. Oh, plant plant-based proteins for our pets, easy. But some of the other stuff is a little bit more complex and nuanced. Like what what is recombinant protein? What does that mean? Um, what what is what is a cell-based meat? What what is cell-based meats? Like how how is that different from normal meat? Um, and so, so there's a lot of nuance there, and so we wanted to really go into detail, like why are we doing it? Why is it more sustainable? How is it actually made? So it demystifies things for people.
1: Wow, I love that. Yeah, co-authors: Ernie Ward and Alice Ovens. For those that are interested. So, I had so I love that, Ryan, and I think this book it, it was fascinating because I already knew your story, and yet when I read it, it it was, it was just so much more encompassing in terms of the backstory and the burning platform for why, which I think was really cool. And then thinking about the future and like almost having to take your lens off of how you know things are today with the space and, and thinking of it differently. And then just the environmental impact, right? And and thinking about how pet food actually impacts our overall environment today.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it, uh, 100%. And, and I, I think that um, it, it will be really eye-opening for a lot of people. Um, you know, with the early with the early like readers, we sent it out to a bunch of different people, um, and it was just people. You know, the response we kept getting back was like, "Wow, this was <laughs> <Right>. wild!
1: <laughs> right. It's really wild." Yeah, it's a like, chicken story. I won't even repeat. It's very here, but,
0: rare for a pet food uh, book to like blow people's minds. No,
1: right? I love chicken, and anyway, um, we won't go there. So, um, you guys can check that out in the book. All right. So before we go. Ryan, I you know we're in the middle of the holiday season as we record this podcast, and you know I'm curious how have things gone? You know, getting product out to market, filling orders, managing demand, and and trying to get your know, early stage with your product. How's that all going? Especially around the holidays, where you know it can be crazy.
0: Yeah, so I mean, Justin, you know, since we last talked, I mean, it's been it's been a wild ride. Um, we we've been growing, I mean, more than 50% uh, month on month, um, in terms of sales, which has been wild. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, now as we're approaching the end of the year, we're, we're a real brand. Um, and what's been really interesting is, um, we've had a lot of great support. So obviously Mark Cuban and his team have been really, really helpful, really supportive. Um, they've really helped us with a lot of the, the, the early headaches uh, that we've had, um, distribution has been super hard. I mean, you know, we ship to all fifty states, um, and I know that because Alaska and Hawaii are pretty expensive to ship uh, to, right? <laughs> we. we you know, People don't think about shipping costs
1: <laughs> when you're a new company, but <laughs> yeah. man, that can really eat into the margin.
0: Yeah. We, we typically, you know, we cover shipping for our customers. Of course are so do, like, right. We're like, oh, wow. Hawaii and Alaska are actually really expensive. Yeah. Cover
1: shipping hey, but we're in customers. store there.
0: <laughs> we're in store there. And so, um, uh, but I mean, it's been really, um, it's been really amazing to really feel like that moment where it feels like we're our our customers are really like sharing, um, sharing their experiences with our product. We're getting a lot of really positive reviews from our customers. Um, It it feels like we're really starting to get that flywheel effect, um, which, you know, where, where it was, it was tough at first. I mean, there, you know, there's some celebrities that have, you know, I can't announce who they are, but they've, they've been trying our products. They really like our products. And we're, we're talking to them about, Oh, we'd love to have you talk a little more about our products. Like, you know, maybe invest in wild earth, you know. Um, And so, you know, we're getting a lot of very positive feedback on that side. I think in general, people are really excited about new plant-based products. And I think we're finally starting to see that excitement in the the pet food space as well.
1: Wow. Well, I have to say, I got so many positive comments from our listeners after part one. And when I saw the book, a couple weeks ago I was excited to get you back on so dude we're excited to follow you um, and support you and your company and I really appreciate you coming back on the podcast
0: beautiful thanks thanks for having me uh, Justin look forward to to kind of coming back again and letting you know how things go definitely
1: I can't wait The Contender
0: Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck you can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store the Google Play Store Spotify